Hi. 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 Hello. I'm curious about. I'm curious about. I'm curious about. I'm curious about building open, authentic, loving relationship. I'm curious about jealousy. I'm curious about polyamory. Does it just mean that you're fucking all the time? How can I tell my parents that my partner is already married? I'm curious about... How do you know when you're too busy to have another relationship? I'm curious about dominant and subordinate relationships. I'm curious about sexual health. How can relationships evolve with people as they grow and change? Welcome to the Curious Fox podcast. For those challenging the status quo in love, sex and relationships. My name is Effie Blue. And I'm Jacqueline Misla. And today we're taking a break from the deep dive of the last few episodes and tapping into a something a little bit lighter. We joked in the last episode that after the heavy lift of the Infidelity Trilogy, the history of the Bible, and all that stuff, that this episode we're just going to talk about butt plugs and pickup lines. <laughs> and being the women of our word, we intend on delivering. <laughs> When you, when you said that in, on that episode, I thought that that was hilarious. <laughs> you and thought I was joking. So <laughs> hilarious, in fact, exactly, that after we recorded, we of course agreed that that is exactly what we should be talking about <laughs> because something is wrong. With us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Funnily enough, I must have manifested it because after saying uh, we're going to talk about butt plugs and pickup lines, I spent last weekend randomly talking about butt plugs and pickup lines. True story. <laughs> and with somebody who doesn't even like listen to the podcast. And by the way, hashtag shame on you, my bestie. So, <laughs> uh, but not really. But um, he is a good friend of mine. He's a gay man who came out late and from a background where gay men are have a hard time and there isn't that much open dialogue and conversation and all that kind of stuff. And um and he and I are close and every now and then he'll just like come to me for a sex ed. He'll just like it's him and me whispering uh, in the back of some party and he's like, I have questions. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> so I'm like I probably like, have answers. Have answers. <laughs> right, exactly. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, this party's boring. I'm like, I know. <laughs> but it's funny because it's been COVID for like a year. So now I, I just know. picture you actually in empty rooms pretending that you're at a party. Like there's like a Zoom call happening and you're probably like, this Zoom call's boring. Exactly. Exactly. Pop plugs. Exactly. There's like a Zoom, like a Zoom meeting happening happening and he's like back chatting me from from like what's back or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the quarterly figures are killing me can we talk about bar plugs <laughs> and I'm like sure um, like, I've been waiting my whole life I've been researching my whole life for this conversation for this conversation uh, exactly um, but but it's a true story he was just like I have questions so we ended up talking about butt sex I love that you said that you like it just happened to ha like you you manifest right you're a researcher exactly. you, your brain was like I need to I need to exactly. do a deep dive we were like no deep dives and you're like I will deep dive 
I will absolutely <laughs> deep dive into the anus and into all things that are absurd. Exactly. No one can hold me back. Um, totally. Yeah, that is kind of what happened. I'm not going to lie. That is what happened. I dug deep into my knowledge banks and pulled up the files on <laughs> butt plugs. I feel like a kid. Like every pun is like making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. yeah no it's good we talked about butt plugs and um we ended up talking actually i have to say we just, you know actually this is not a bad conversation to have because you know butt sex is a thing like everybody wants to, everyone's mm-hmm. curious about it everyone wants to try it like all genders it's like everybody has a butthole so mm-hmm. it's like it's like you know the one universal sexual thing <laughs> that true. we can Absolutely like exchange right. you know what i mean so, mm-hmm. like, I totally get, like, there should be more conversations about butt plugs and, you know, and the pickup mm-hmm. lines is like a, a sub note. It's true. We are going to be interviewing Tristan Terramino soon, and she is a big fan of butt play. Oh, yeah, no, it's true. She's written yeah. books about it, like, led totally. talks and conferences. So we got to make yeah. sure to let her know about our universal, everyone's universal interest in the ass. Totally, totally. There's actually, I mean, uh, yeah, we can totally go into it right now, but ultimately it is fascinating. It's like where our anxiety lives. It's like, mm. you know, so many sensations happen there. It's like universal. And there's this myth that if you like butt play, you're gay. Not that there's anything wrong with being gay, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're gay if you like butt stuff, you know? So there's like so much like misunderstandings, like not knowing anything about it, but like everyone's interested yeah, cultural phrase, right? Like anal retentive, which certainly, which is right. you know, Freudian, exactly. and the, the the term brown noser. Which, yeah. by the way, I'm reading. Uh, I read to my daughter every night, and in one of the books that we are reading, one of the kids refers to another kid as a brown noser. She's like, "What Ooh. is that?" And I, when I explained it to her, she was like, "What? <laughs> like, <laughs> why?" She's like, "Why is that a thing that people are saying?" Whoa! Th- I'm actually that just stopped me in my tracks. Really? That's really yes. hard thing to explain to a uh, to a kid. How did yeah. you do it, Mama? I said some version of you are so trying to gain the attention of and appreciation of someone that you're essentially up their butt, so up their butt that your mm. nose is brown. And she was horrified um, and yeah, was like, that, that is, is disgusting and a terrible way of, of knowing it. And I was like, well, it's a lot of butt stuff. We're obsessed yeah. with, the, with the butts. <laughs> it's all about the butt. It is. All right. So what did your what did your weekend conversation garner you? Now I want to know. Now I need to find out all of the butt plug things that you were sharing. I want to learn. Yeah. Well, I was just like, he's he wants to bottom and he's nervous and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I mean, definitely um, it can be very intimidating. So I was just like, well, should we just like start slow? And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. fingers are a great start. And then like. Butt plugs are a really good way to like, you know, get used to the feelings and like go easy, start small and like work your way up, like ease into the sensation, like find pleasure. And then if it's just like, can you pass through your anxiety and see if there's pleasure on the other side? And with a butt plug, you like, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about somebody else. You can just like go into like research, internal research mode and see like once you like get over your anxiety, if you can relax into it, like is there pleasure? You might not find pleasure, right? To be honest, it's a secret. You probably will. Like most people do. (laughs) 
So, but you know, no pressure. <laughs> but like, just try it. <laughs> um, but anyway, my um, impartial educator self said, well, you know, investigate and see if it's there. And if it's not, it's okay. Um, and it's just with a butt plug. It's really easy to do. But then she was like, okay, well, what, what, what do I do? So I had to give him the 101. That you know, there are things you need to think about, like material matters. Not only because mm. quality matters, and a lot of the quality is to do with the material, but also like there are different sensations that come with different materials, right? So something that's made of silicone is like warmer to touch, and it's like it has give, so it doesn't have like it's not as insistent. You know, it has more mm. of a give. You know, versus something like glass or metal. Yeah, I've seen like a rose quartz or things like that, like precious stones. Exactly, exactly. And that you kind of like those things are like harder and they they have uh, they have no (laughs) gifts. So they see they they feel more insistent. And also you can do like temperature play with them. You can like use them cold, which is kind of an interesting sensation. You can also like warm them up. You can just like literally leave them in like lukewarm water. So they get like they get to a certain temperature. And, you know, I was explaining there's different shapes and like why. Like the most important thing that they have a base, you know. And by the way, don't just shove anything up your butt. Uh, make sure it has a base because like your butt has this like weird suctiony thing and it can like suck things in. <laughs> um, true story, people. PSA. Don't put things up your true. butt. They don't have a base. <laughs> um so like that's like that's 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 the so everybody thinks that like a, a butt plug is a certain shape like everybody has this like almost like a light bulb shape like a in their head mm-hmm. uh, but actually butt plugs come in many shapes and sizes the thing that makes the thing mm-hmm. they have in common is that they have a base that's really what yes. makes a butt plug he mm-hmm. was actually he was fascinated he was like he, i think what he was fascinated about was not only like all this information about butt plugs it's just like at some point he i think just like eased into this fact that i was just like so openly and enthusiastically and like mm. this, in this very incredibly nerdy way just like going through all the knowledge about butt plugs without like batting an eyelid and just mm-hmm. like not even thinking it's a weird conversation mm-hmm. but we talk about this all the time like the reason he says that he feels comfortable talking to me about sex is just the pragmatic way I talk about it that I don't like change mm-hmm. anything about me I just like go into the topic just like I would talk about anything else and I think you know mm-hmm. for him but stuff is a big thing so I think just from my like kind of quasi blase pragmatic like somewhat entertaining way of going about it just kind of made him shift in his ways of thinking about it and kind of found the humor in it and and I was just also just telling him like it's not the cleanest thing to do, you know? So you just like, at some point need to have some humor around the whole thing because that's the only way to, mm-hmm. you know, get over the, the embarrassing moments. And then I sort of shared some mm-hmm. cool tricks about what you can do with condoms and about internal condoms and how cool gloves are, you know, the, the effisexual. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did all that. I did all that. And it was so random. I haven't done that kind of sex ed in a long time. And I don't, you know, that's not, I tend to talk more about relationship stuff and, mm-hmm. and attachment and all that sort of stuff. And I don't really openly talk about sex ed. And every now and then it's kind of nice to, and fun to do it with a friend because I don't also, yeah. like I can actually kind of be funny and silly about it, yeah. which is I wouldn't be able to do as, as much with a client. If people do not know already, Effie is the author of Play Party Etiquette. And in there, as a part of that, there is a legit like toolkit of things that you should bring. So when the world opens back up, get your vaccination, everyone. 
This will be your motivation <laughs> yes. to get your vaccination if that yes. if you feel so inclined to do so. But yeah, she yeah. They, there was like all these things. There's like mints, but sugar free mints, which I learned from you. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like all these yeah. like tips and tricks that I learned of like what to pack. And so I know I wish you did the sex ed classes when I was in middle school because I did not learn about it. <laughs> I just learned about menstruation. <laughs> and that's about it. I don't even I don't even know if we got the uh-huh. like condom over the banana demonstration. Isn't that funny that menstruation goes under sex ed when it has actually like very little to do with sex? Yes. I've been having the whole menstruation conversations with my daughter now. And mm. so like we should do a whole episode on all the things like having all the conversations. Yeah. The like birds and the bees, the like eggs and the sperm the stalk that brings the baby <laughs> well it's interesting that you say that though because honestly we did have a conversation she and i recently where she started to ask me more que- sex questions and i took the same approach that you did where like nothing about my tone or my voice mm-hmm. or anything changed we could have been talking about what we we're gonna have for dinner where we we're gonna do this mm-hmm. weekend or what goes in and out of your revolver like it was like all the same cadence Mm-hmm. And she at some points were like was like hiding under a blanket and like being like squealing <laughs> <laughs> in the corner. Right, exactly. Yeah. I don't share anything that she's not ready for. She kept asking mm-hmm. me questions and being mm-hmm. and saying, "Is this okay? Are you still comfortable? Like, you know, is this question okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I kept being like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Are you fine? Like, we're gonna <laughs> go what you're pacing." Some things I didn't share, you know, in terms of being age appropriate, but I, I like, mm-hmm. I kept measuring what was it that she wanted to know and why did she want to know that thing. But my point is that I love your approach of just answer the question, answer it honestly, answer it appropriately, but like, don't do the like, oh my God, let me, you know, yeah, yeah. just like talk about it. I think you're right. I think that makes people feel more comfortable. Sure, sure. And I mean, for you, you also have that kind of. I think that that's your general attitude towards your daughter. You know, you're just like, you want to know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to tell you, you know, and I'm, I'm going to tell you. Like, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, like you always have an answer, like a good answer. I'm always impressed. Like, because your daughter has a lot of questions. She does have a lot <laughs> of questions. In a good way. She does. In a good way. Can I tell you? And she can't. I'm like, she can't listen to this episode. She wasn't going <laughs> <Yes>. to. So <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, that was where I first went to. She, at some point she asked, she was like, so when I'm a teenager, will I have a drawer full of plastic penises? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) What are you watching? Like, what? And I was like, well, maybe. I was like, first of all, this this is not like a thing that like on your 16th birthday, you get gifted with a drawer full of plastic penises. Like, that's not not a universal thing. I don't Uh know what you're like. Let's, after that, she and I, after this conversation, the next day, we were like, all right, let's. Let's go back through your TikTok. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, is there like age controls on TikTok? I bet that's a TikTok. There is. Yeah, there is. There are. There are. And so her dad were talking and I were talking about that too. And I have, I've updated a bunch of stuff. I think she figures out ways of like getting around our parental mm-hmm. controls sometimes. But it's also really interesting because she still spells out sexy. Like she'll be like, someone was saying something and it was S-E-X-Y. So she has like this internal, right? Like there's something about her that's like super conservative and prudish in a way. But then also she was like, I saw this thing and this person. So she was like, why? What? And so I had to like explain, well, they're not like 
it's not a to- room, you know, a drawer full of plastic penises. Mm-hmm. Like this is what that is. And like, the, and of, of oh. course not using a lot of detail, but saying we went through the anatomy of the vulva and we talked about like when you have sex, if you insert something that feels good. And so it could be a hand, it could be a penis, it could be, a, uh, could be a toy, like moments like that. She was like, is this okay that I asked this thing? I was like, you can, I'm going to, I am going to start self-censoring around. Like I will know and be, have judgment around what is appropriate to share and not share. So certainly some things I didn't talk about as it relates to sex toys, but I thought it was important to give her information. What I've been more mindful of, too, in in my conversations with her is ensuring that we're not just talking about sex or connection as it relates to safety. Mm. Because we've had all those conversations, but it does talk about like joy and pleasure and things like that and and why people connect. Now, she's very clear, like she's like not there yet. Like she's like, I mean, certainly Mm. not at a place for toys, but like not even at a place to like have like she has crushes. But the idea of kissing someone feels disgusting to her or I think it's really just understanding human behavior. I think that's what she's intrigued by. Like, why would people do this? And what is this about? Why that? And so I share little bits at a time and allow her to ask lots of questions or really just to normalize her being able to ask me questions. So something she asked me, I can't remember what she asked me, maybe something about oral sex or something. And I gave her a broad answer and said, you know, when when you are older and there's and it's time for you to know more information, you can come to me and and we'll talk through that. Like we're going to talk through everything. Just not right now. Yeah. Right, right. At some point she was asking me too, she said, are all teenage parties makeout parties? And I was like, I don't think all teenage parties are makeout, but but sometimes they're going to make out. She's like, well, what if I don't want to make out? So we talked through that. I was like, okay, well, you can tell them like, hey, that's not where I'm at right now. I'm not comfortable. And she's like, but what if I don't want to say that? I was like, okay, well then you can text me and be like, it turned into a makeup party. Get me out of here. And then I'll call you with a fake emergency Mm -hmm. and be like, I got to pick you up right now. We got to go. And she's going to say to her friends, oh, I'm so sorry. I really, I wanted to make out so much, but I got to go now. Um, (laughs) So like we, I was essentially like, I think our conversations were more in the same way that you were doing. Like, hey, having questions is normal and we can talk about it. Whatever the thing is, like, we're going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I commend you. Like I, I... This is such a minefield to navigate with 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 kids and everyone's at a different age. And I mean, your daughter is particularly advanced, I think. Like, what do I know? I don't know anything about kids, but I just say that because I'm not a parent. So I just want to be respectful to parents who actually have raised kids rather than me who knows a lot about raising kids. I've never done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Well, they know things, though, because they're exchanging information already. That's how exactly. kids like think about when you were younger, when I was younger. I first learned what what coming was in high school from like a conversation that was happening like at my table with my like peers in like art class. And I remember some guy saying like, Oh, I made her come. And I was like, go where? Like literally that's what my response was. Where did you guys go? And they were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't like, I, I I don't know things. Yeah. yeah. Legitimate answer. Yeah. Right. And so that's that's where kids are learning things. And I think that there's an opportunity when you don't teach them as kids and they grow up like your friend and they wake and they're older and they're in relationship and they want to know things and they're too embarrassed in their relationships to explore those things because no one ever gave them any information. No, exactly. I I feel like that's uh, true. And I I think it's like the good thing is that at least she'll be a, a source of like solid, good information because she's getting it from you and you're willing to mm-hmm. willing to talk about it so i can imagine how she is like 
imagine that she'll be in a position where people will be asking her because she will have more answers than... Well, we did talk about that too, though. I did say you are now not a sex educator. Like your job is not to go around and like explain the draw full of plastic penises to all of your friends. I was like, each grown up talks to each kid in their own way at their own time. If someone asks you questions, encourage them to talk to their grown up. Mm. And so we did have that because I don't want her now to go back. I, I mean, I don't mind her like correcting misinformation if someone starts talking mm. about stalks, storks bringing mm. babies. I don't mind that. But I don't want her now being like an evangelist of sexual education right. for her fourth grade class. That doesn't feel like sure. yeah. the right and I and I'm frankly I think she's way too embarrassed to do that. I don't think that's the yes, case. she's yes, yes, yes. much more interested in being the expert in slime and gymnastics and right. and Robux than that. Right. I do think that actually the note that she would hit. I think she would say something if, you know, someone had wrong information, especially I think if she thought that it was going to be harmful to them. Well, that's actually where the conversation started. Is she was asking me about same-sex sex. Because in mm. it sounded like someone was asking, can women and men have sex with each other? Because they have learned heterosexual sex. Mm-hmm. Penises and vaginas produce babies is essentially mm-hmm. what I think they've learned at this age. So at some point she was like, does that do women? I was like, yes, of course. She's like, but how though? Like, it was just like her mind was like, how does that happen? And so. And it's a, it's a legit question as well. And I think this is why like reductive productive sex ed I think is confusing because mm-hmm. if you just explain if you just talk about penises and vaginas and uh you know heterosex straight sex then it's confusing mm-hmm. yeah and it wasn't again it, it was more just like my brain needs to understand and once she like understood enough she was like great got it let's move on now <laughs> exactly don't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> yeah move exactly. on slime yeah exactly that's funny. so did your did your conversation lead you to like shop online shopping was he like looking up different colors and shapes and sizes and like <laughs> special ordering um, them? <laughs> it's funny. Actually, funny, funny you should say that. There, uh, there was a show and tell part of this conversation <laughs> where I did pull out a phone and uh, try to describe the difference between shapes. And I was like, well, different shapes, different reasons, different things. Mm-hmm. So I did actually pull out my phone and like looked up some uh, toys and some like gave him some recommendations of where he can order. And I was giving him like a show and tell on it. And um, a good pro tip, actually, which is something that he was like, that's probably the, the, the coolest thing I learned. No, that's not true. If you are somebody like where he's at, which is he's actually kind of wants to get comfortable with anal sex and like be able to explore it um, to see if it's for him, if there's like pleasure, if it's pleasurable for him. And so he doesn't have to, you know, be stressed and worried about it because he doesn't know enough about it or he doesn't know the sensations. And, you know, it's just like a ho- horrible catch 22, right? If you're, if you're anxious about it, especially with anal sex, if you're anxious about, about it, you get tighter, mm. the tighter you are, the more it hurts and there's resistance and the more it hurts and resistance, the less you're like, the less you're like it's mm. a fine pleasure and get nervous about it. So it's like, you know, the best thing to do is I think, that just like discover your butthole on your own mm-hmm. so i was just saying like because you are interested in more than just a sensation of a butt plug that you're interested in like it's it's a path for you it's a way for you to to, to then explore anal sex which is not the case for everyone right like mm-hmm. some people are very comfortable and they love butt plugs but have no intention of actually having anal sex right which is totally fine that's not the case for him so he wants to kind of use that as a as a step up into like having anal sex with his partner 
And so I was suggesting a instead of buying one, have they buy you know paying a little bit more to get a set with different sizes mm-hmm. is actually a really good investment because you can like then like work your way up if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that, and so I think he he did. I think we did find a few. One had like five different sizes, and another one had three, and it was like silicones. It was softer, all that kind of stuff, and then like shared some hygiene um, tips, uh, things like, I, I personally think internal condoms are really, really great for butt play because mm. uh, I actually think like they're easier to deal with. You can put them in before you have sex and then you can like mm. deal with them afterwards. Like if it's really important to you and some people get icky, like I get it, it's poop, you know, like not everyone's ready and nonchalant about that stuff. So instead of like stressing about it, just like be prepared for it. And I find that with internal condoms, if if you wanted to deal with it on your own, you can. You can just like take yourself to the bathroom and deal with it. If you instead of like being all like, ew, I don't want to think about it. So I was just like giving him some pro tips on hygiene mm-hmm. and um, preparing and and actually really good advice for healthy, fun. Relatively less icky anal sex is a good diet. I don't know why I think I love I just love that it's because there's just now like all this intention now behind it where you're like leading up to it. Like I <laughs> like it's like a marathon. You're like training for it. <laughs> yeah. You're watching your, your food intake, your fiber intake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if like for some people it's a big thing, you know? Like I mean I I'm sure that's true. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you have to be like let, let people um, you know, do their thing. Give them as much support as possible. Yes, yes. I love the advice also. Like, it should have a base because you do not want to be on the other end of a proctologist story at a cocktail party. Exactly. Where, they're <laughs> exactly. where they're talking about the list of things that they find yes. inside people's asses. Yeah. I feel properly informed now about butt plugs. Did mm-hmm. your weekend also include being hit on and documenting the best and the worst <laughs> pickup lines? <laughs> Funny you should say that. Um, <laughs> kinda. So here's the thing. I am back on some dating apps for a couple of reasons. One, um, they're kind of fun in terms of like, just like a really insight, really like interesting insight into... A certain culture because I'm not in the US as you know people who follow know so I'm, I'm dating in a country that I don't really that I am from but I don't really understand because I haven't been here for a long time so I'm like cruising the dating apps and like obviously first lines opening lines are kind of interesting to me and I have to say it's been boring it's been boring like I think the worst <laughs> I think the worst way to open a dating like when you like DM somebody on a dating app is how are you? Mm-hmm. And I don't really know why, where I am, everyone's like, hi, how are you? I'm like, what? I don't really, like, eventually, eventually I did answer one person, poor person that just happened to ask me that question. And, you know, and it's time, and, and, at a moment when I had time and the, and like the sass to actually answer, the answer back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, listen, like wh- what, there is no answer to this question that is going to get us any closer to getting to know each other over technology and a few pictures. And I was like, look, if you really want me to answer the question, how are you? Like, 
you're going to need a ton of context before I can actually tell you how I am. <laughs> so I need to write like a personal essay of what's going on in my life and then give you an accurate answer of like how I actually feel. I feel like I need to do a public service announcement now to all those who find Effie on a, on a dating app. If you ask her how she is, <laughs> she will respond to it. What a terrible way to start a conversation. That really does not allow us at all to get to know each other. Do you really want to know how I am? Do you? Do you? <laughs> that was exactly the attitude that I had in the moment. And, you know, I'm not proud of myself. Okay, so what would you like? What would you want someone to say? Have you has someone had a good opening line? Um, swim so board. I, I am a sucker for opening <laughs> line. I, I really mm -hmm. am. Like you know, this idea you can have. You had me at a hoe. Yes. Like you can have you can have me at hello. It really depends on your hello. You're really good. <laughs> you know, like. It's 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 just a good line. You have me because I like I'm I'm nerdy. My my, my yeah. head works, and then like what I need is a hook for my my yeah. attention and and my mind. So like an opening line is a good, like once I'm hooked, then I'm like, oh yeah, tell me more. Someone <laughs> should write you and be like, do you know the Latin origins and etymology of hello? <laughs> and then you'd be, <laughs> you'd be like, yeah. <laughs> tell me okay. more tell me more uh, <laughs> yes 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 you know totally or the history of hello uh, is also another one mm -hmm. uh, and different mm -hmm. how we how people greet each other um, across the world mm -hmm. interesting conversation yes. see like you can have see? me at hello you can I, should, you really I can. should be trying to pick you up I would know what to do exactly exactly I would know exactly. what to do Yes, totally. Maybe, maybe you can have like a side. I can link to your profile from my yes. profile. <laughs> I will coach people. Yes, I will like like text them and be like, no, 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 don't say that thing. This is the thing yeah. you need to say. <laughs> say that yes. thing. Yes, um, that's funny. And this is an authentic question because I don't think the pickup lines would work on your eye. So if anyone out there, if you pick up lines work for you, I'm really interested in that because I am also yes. interested in that as it relates to like catcalls. I don't believe mm. that people do things unless it serves them in some way. And so I think catcalling is really more about like power and privilege oh, and like yeah. demonstrating your power. But I also wonder, like in your mind, when you shout out to someone, when, you, when I have been shouted out like, hey, why aren't you smiling? Or mm -hmm. like, that's a fat ass or so, whatever someone mm -hmm. said. Like, what is the expectation that I turn around and be like, thank you. This is a fat ass. I, um, you know what? No one's ever actually told me that. And I really appreciate. <laughs> Do you want to get some coffee or something? Like, <laughs> I just learned a lot about butt plugs. I mean, <laughs> right? Like what, <laughs> what, what, is the, what is the next step that's supposed to happen from you shouting something at me or like saying some crude and just like silly line at me what what's supposed to happen yeah i mean i don't know but i really think you should do that next time somebody says <laughs> like, oh wow <laughs> thank you and just like i just, wasn't smiling oh my god you know my whole life everything could have been different if someone had given me that advice i really appreciate you let me take you out for dinner um, um Yes. Yeah. I remember actually on my first date with my ex-husband, he told me to pick a blind, but it wasn't, I think we were joking about pickup lines. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like delivered for any reason, but it has always stuck with me for some reason. And it was, those jeans are becoming on you. If I was on you, I'd be coming too. 
wow. I'm like, whoa. My mind is crumbling. Did they pull it off? Like, did it, how did you, like, how does that feel? Right. Well, that's, I mean, he wasn't saying it in earnest. And so it like, that's, we were laughing at it. And mm-hmm. I don't know how the conversation started, but it has always stuck with me because I was just like, someone crafted that. Like someone right. put forth the time to like linguistically put that together. And I, now I'm just so tickled by that line. I just think it's so funny. It's funny. Yeah. So that's like the only pickup line that I can think of that like, like has served me in memory apart again from just like people shouting random things like you have a juicy pussy yeah. or something, which is what happens when you yeah. walk through the streets of New York. That's a thing that New happens. York city. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, going back to your question, I do think it's about power just as like a moment, a moment of seriousness, a moment of reflection. I do think it's about power. And I think, I also think it's about attention. Mm, yes. I think, especially if it's about attention, I think whatever attention you give them, whether you're just like, Oh wow, you're amazing. You give me that advice. You like my booty. Yay. I feel so whole. Um, you know, like, <laughs> even, even... <laughs> I feel so whole. <laughs> so, um, if you did that, or if you're just like, shut up, man, you suck. Right. Um, you know, they get attention, you know, and I think that's what, ma- right. that's what mass is. And I think even if you ignore them, I think even that is like you actively ignoring them mm-hmm. is also with is also a reaction, right? So it's like because I think I know when I hear it and I am actively avoid actively avoiding, I'm vibing out this idea that I am avoiding what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, unless I had my headphones in and I'm like, I really don't, I really didn't hear it, or like I I can like choose to tune mm-hmm. into the music or the podcast and like just like mm-hmm. not break my stride. But if I am walking and I hear it, even if I'm ignoring, I'm actively ignoring. So mm-hmm. I think there is a feedback. I think they still get a feedback. Yeah. Of like, oh yes. yeah, she's like refused to look, you know? Right. And then they shout things at that. Like, oh, you can't take a compliment. Oh, we right. I should though. I, you're right. Because I spent, I mean, a, a, much of my early career was in youth development and would do lots of trainings with young people in, in preparation for their their work with in, in careers or, or with young people and with kids. And so I would call kids on and, and teens on their things. Like I remember we were, mm. I was doing a child abuse prevention training, which was mm. something that I used to do a lot of in my old work. And we had some teens who were going to be working over the summer and they were in the training. And they had these two young men who were sitting in the back of the classroom drawing penises on the child mm-hmm. abuse prevention handouts. Whoa. And so I was like walking around, they were doing some activity, like they like hit it and were like laughing or whatever. And I think most adults or most facilitators that I've observed would just be like, hey, guys, put that away. Like, be serious. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I didn't. I sat next to them and I pulled it out. I was like, okay, talk me through this. Mm-hmm. Talk me through what happened here, that in the midst of this context about child abuse, you mm-hmm. wanted to drop penises. Like, let's talk about that. And they were so comfortable. They were so, <laughs> right? But that, I was like, let's, all right, you're going to introduce this into the space. Like, let, I'm going to give it space now. And I think that's what I need to do. I think I just need to walk over to whoever yells that I have a fat ass in like the street and just be like, let's talk about that. I would love to talk about what you thought was going to happen there and just see what happens. I'm going to experiment. And I'm going to report back. That's what's going to happen. Totally. I think it's insightful. Uh, it'd be insightful, whatever it is. I cannot wait to hear 
Um, <laughs> I, I am more interested in the story of it all than any kind of answer they're going to give because I think ultimately they don't think about it enough. Like, I don't think there's enough thought goes into it. But I think just you doing that will just make an awesome story, which I would love to hear. I think I should do that. And I think I need to say to someone that their genes are becoming and finish that line. I think that's, those are my two homework assignments. But I wonder if there's different, if there's difference between if a woman says it to a woman versus a man says it to a woman. Like, can I pull it off? That's the question now. Now I'm really like, can I pull that line off? I wonder. Hmm. I definitely want to hear that story. <laughs> um, it just got interesting. Um, <laughs> I think we should like uh, wire you up, and you should do it. Should it that would be like our first field exploration of audio, <laughs> and I think it'd be really fun. Just send me out on just the to have it on record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just either yelling, yelling at cat calling, or like pickup lining <laughs> random people. That's gonna be. Our assignment. <laughs> like that's that's great. Uh, I love that. Funny. I love that. Can I tell you something though? I was actually feeling some anxiety in preparation for this episode because because after so after just so the people know behind the scenes, right? We recorded the Infidelity trilogy, which was really a heavy lift. We're we you and I are going to do we're going to interview each other for Patreon about the process yes. of of like bearing yes. our entire souls for 40,000 listeners. And nobody asked. Nobody asked. Nobody asked. Nobody, nobody was asked. like, hey, can you tell us your, your deepest shame and hurt? And we were like, all right. right. No, and, and we had recorded an episode and it was just fine. It was exactly. like, in, it checked all the boxes. And then you and I were like, right. you know what though? That doesn't feel painful enough. It just uh, feels like it could use like a little bit more angst, a little bit more yeah. crying, I think would actually make that, ooh, that would make it chef's kiss. That would make it perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we did that. And then we were like, well, let's talk about religion. And then you and I did like hours of research, right? On like, on the Bible and rewriting things and like, you know, producing that episode. And so then after that, you really just jokingly on the episode said, we should totally talk about butt plugs and pickup lines and just keep it light. <laughs> and then after which we just thought that was so funny that we were like, we right. should talk about butt plugs and pickup lines. And we had material. Like when we, when we actually got the recording it, we're like, actually, I have really good stories. But who knew? We're like 40 minutes in that we could actually be talking about this for so long. But I did, I felt anxious because I knew that we wanted to be light and fun and light and fun right. does not come naturally for me as like loud as I laugh and as joyful kind of as I show up that doesn't come naturally to me or at least what other people experience as lightness and fun yes we had this conversation before right this is this is like and by the way some great I'm just dropping this on Jackie right now there's some great Patreon extras of recorded Zoom calls <laughs> On this topic, if you are interested in like, <laughs> like behind the curtains of Curious Fox Zoom calls, and they are like, they, I mean, I should just record more of them and put them on Patreon because it, like it's a cool team and we work on the topics that we do. So there's a lot to share and there's a lot to discuss and, and, you know, we have to decide on what we're going to talk about. So it's just, you know, and it's, we love this stuff. So it's kind of a, they're kind of fun. And so obviously we discussed the podcast. It's like, you know, primetime conversation. And 
um, Jackie was like, Joy, hashtag Joy's overrated. And um, so from then on, she went on her soapbox and explained to us <laughs> why Joy sucks. And I just mm-hmm. happened to record the audio and I will, with her consent, will mm-hmm. put it on Patreon and you should just like jump on Patreon just to hear that. It's true. I was like reflecting on just all the ways in which people like I feel like I'm like joy shamed like because I'm not like (laughs) laughing in the in like the fields and twirling and I'm just at the end I was just like fuck your definition of joy (laughs) like that was my my feeling and you know so this is because I also am a researcher right so you went down like the research of butt plugs I started listening to all of like a bunch of our episodes because I was trying to remind myself when we talk what do we talk about when we laugh the most? Mm-hmm. And because I will listen back to some of our episodes and I will just think they're the funniest thing that I've ever heard in my life. And so I was like, <laughs> all right, I went back to those episodes. And then I'm like totally like like telling other people, like, you should listen. No, for real, it's so funny. Like, we're really funny. <laughs> we are our own fangirls, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but we laugh the most, frankly, when we are mad at something. <laughs> We laugh and we are we are the most like alive when we are annoyed Uh and we are critiquing something. It's true. In our episode about when we were pushing back on Valentine's Day, the one about winter holidays, Mm -hmm. our episode last year where we're talking about like dating and sex in the midst of quarantine. Like we are just laughing through the entire thing because we're just mad at everything. (laughs) And (laughs) And apparently mostly (laughs) mad at holidays of joy. Yes, exactly. You're like the moments of joy. Yeah. The way that we experience joy is like spinning topics on their head and breaking them down and tearing them apart and reconstructing them. And Mm -hmm. so I was thinking about that. Like I was thinking about joy, right? The joy that people prescribe like found in cereal commercials and like prescription mm-hmm. medication commercials <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> why are people mm-hmm, sure. prescription medication commercials so happy that they like found <laughs> something to help with their diarrhea like they're like but that <laughs> level of joy that we're being illustrated like that is overrated mm-hmm. like joy shamoy is what i say it's like romance like what yeah we have this like very prescribed version of what romance looks like and that's why valentine's day looks the way it does you know like that's yes. what we get. it's like a feedback loop like we yes. go romance is a thing this is what it looks like so people make it so and then it's like the it's that's why and i think joy is the same and also sex sells absolutely joy sells mm. that's why yes. all the right. prescription medication ads are joyful people you know like right. because joy also Cause it's like you thought you were happy but look at this woman after she puts <laughs> this deodorant on she's so much happier than you like if you exactly. had this deodorant you would be happy and you're like oh my god right. i need that deodorant yes right. it's true and it looks like this like you have this big bright smile and you need to, like, you need to backlit <laughs> and like your hair waving right. behind and you doing and yoga. Like, skip around you right <laughs> Yes, yes. And I do. And this is a challenge. I mean, this is what I'm aware of is I do end up feeling joy shamed. Like I do Mm -hmm. when folks are like, you should be outside, like enjoying the sunshine and like, and of course I want to be, let's clear, right? I don't want to like live in a dungeon and just like Mm. eat gruel. Like I want to to eat (laughs) lovely things and be outside. Like I want to experience that. But there is something that's darker about me. I remember actually I was having a conversation, this was a few months ago with my wife and I was looking back at my Instagram feed 
And I was noticing that everything felt really dark, like visually Mm. dark, like the color Mm. schematic, but also what I was writing was dark. And so my wife suggested, she's like, well, why don't you just write about joy? Like write about, and I was like, joy, what Mm. am I going to say about joy? And she mm-hmm. said, you know, well, we just went to the trampoline place this weekend, you know, with my daughter and you were bouncing and you were laughing, like write about that experience. And so I thought about it and actually, and I thought about how I was feeling really joyful when we were there. I was bouncing and laughing and squealing and screaming. And I remember at some point my daughter looked at me and was like, can you please like tone it down? You're being embarrassing right now. Like you're being very loud. Mm-hmm. And so I like silently bounced quietly for a little bit. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. boring. No. And I was like, then I started, I was like, if you don't want to like be around this, go bounce somewhere else. So I started jumping again. And so if you actually go through my Instagram feed, like this is like a little like treasure hunt I'm going to take you on now, go into my Instagram feed. You will find a picture of me jumping in the trampoline and you will find the Mm -hmm. following story. I sat down to write about joy, but what I wrote about was how my daughter was trying to silence my joy. And my joy cannot be silenced. My joy is loud. My joy has power behind it. And so like that actually brought me joy. So it wasn't like reflecting back on the bouncing. It was reflecting back on the oppression that I was experiencing Mm -hmm. from my own daughter and writing about Mm -hmm. that brought me joy. And so I just think I have this theory that hustle and struggle and striving are like literally in my DNA, right? I'm bred Mm -hmm. from ancestors who were enslaved and colonized and disenfranchised and that cannot be overridden by a nap or a bike mm-hmm. ride in the park like a dollop of whipped cream on top of <laughs> on top of my like you know brownie is not going to undo the centuries mm-hmm. of oppression of my ancestors mm-hmm. and i think that's like in my dna and so if you like me and Effie out there do not feel like other people's prescription of romance or joy or mm. delight fit how you feel, then fuck their definition of joy. Are you interested in hearing more from Effie and I? Do you want to hear more of our angry rants? Do you want to see more of our moments of joy and delight? You know that you do. You should follow us. You should go on to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at We Are Curious Foxes. You can actually also follow us personally if you're feeling extra followy today. And you can exactly. find uh, me at Jacqueline Misla and you can find Effie at Coach Effie Blue. Jackie's Instagram, Instagram is so much more fun than me, but follow me anyway. <laughs> but really follow her. Follow her for fun and me just so that you can say you follow me. Um, I'm sorry, carry on. I broke your flow. <laughs> well, as I was say, you can hear more of this madness, more of this behind the scenes and podcast extras and exclusive offers by joining us on Patreon. It is very easy. Google Patreon. And then once you're there, search We Are Curious Foxes. And then that's it. And then you just sign up for the level in which you want to support and engage. And every single tier that you sign up for introduces an invitation for more things, more access, more Curious Fox. More of everything. Yes. And we want more of you. We want to hear your voice, your ideas, things that center around your needs, your curiosities. So you can reach out to us by DMing us in any of those places that we talked about or emailing us or sending us a voice memo at listening at wearecuriousfoxes.com. 
We have done a few listener question shows and we love those. Mm -hmm. So please send us your questions. Send us stories. We would love to play your story on the air. Send it to us at listening at wearecuriousfoxes.com or you can call the podcast hotline at 201-870-0063. And I would like to add one more place where you can reach us that we would love to hear from you, which is Apple Podcast Reviews. Mm. Now, we listen to we listen to all the messages, we check all the emails, absolutely. But we would love to hear from you from Apple Podcast Review because that would not only get to us, it will actually l- allow us to reach more people because if you know you by letting us know that you what you like and what you have questions through the Apple podcast now also Apple is in on the game and they know that you know that you like us. <laughs> so with that then everybody wins, we hear from you, Apple gives us a thumbs up and then more people get to hear us too. So that is one other thing you can do for us. Mm-hmm. This episode is produced and edited by Nina Pollock who does legitimately bring us joy. Our intro music is composed by Dave Saha, and we are so grateful for their work. And we're grateful to you for listening. As always, stay curious, friends. Curious Fox Podcast is not and will never be the final word on any topic. We solely aim to encourage curiosity and provide a space for exploration through connection and story. We encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind, and we'll look forward to your feedback. Stay curious, friends. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious.